All right, hello and welcome back to Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and sitting with me is Daniel Leach. Daniel, welcome back to our podcast. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so um, we are recording in the car because this goes back to the roots of this podcast where normally I'd have Ray Jewell sitting here. Um, and we actually just recorded, we were up in Milwaukee, and so as we normally do, being the nerds that we are, decided to kill the time by recording. However, those recordings didn't come out. Oof. And so, I'm here with Daniel, and we just had lunch at the Olive Garden. It's a beautiful lunch. Of course it is, because I paid for it. (laughs) Um, and, uh, actually, Daniel, we just recorded a podcast... Um, just a few minutes ago. So this is number five. Yes. And so normally we call this a Raining in Ray podcast, but you're not Ray. And so um, I'm really just kind of testing this out because since the last recording didn't work out, I'm seeing if this one will. And I cut the air conditioner, but now I'm dying. So I'm turning it back on a little bit. So you might hear some of that back. And we'll hear some background noise, but that'll be fine. So, Daniel. Yes. You're going off to college tomorrow. Woohoo. We just talked about keeping up the fight. Amen. You preach from 2 Timothy. Uh, uh, and we were talking a little bit about Jeremiah and whatnot. So, this is just top of my head stuff. But I'm, I'm curious. You've been doing a lot of door knocking and yep. whatnot this summer. Yes, sir. Um, I want to hear some of the strange tales. Oh, strange tales. Uh, of what? So, I'm going to start off. One of the, I'll tell you a, a good story and a bad story. So, okay, my the funniest one I can remember, um, knocking on the door, just you know, inviting people to church, inviting people to uh, different events and whatnot, was um, I knocked on this one door and a teenager answered and said, basically, who the f are you? <laughs> and oh, I said, I'm Kevin Thompson. I'm from such and such Baptist church and. And the mother heard this and said, why are you effing swearing at these people? They're from the effing church. Um, Show some manners. And I just thought, wow. Um, Wow. Okay. I shouldn't be laughing, but that that is funny. That's that's the irony of it. Okay. So that's my negative. My positive one, one I remember most, was I was was just going, um, I was in a neighborhood... I think passing out stuff for an event. And I was talking with this one kid, and we the conversation led toward the gospel. And um, you could just tell that God was working his heart. So uh, I said, you know, we could we could pray right now and if you wanna uh, you know embrace the gospel, if you want to get saved, we can do that. And he said, Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So we prayed and by the time by the time I said amen, I'm excited. I look up and this kid's gone. He is like he is running and taking off. And I'm like, what? In the what? I'm not like an easy believism guy. I'm not like a one, two, three, pray after me here. You know, do this. Yeah. So I, I thought I'd gone over the gospel with him. Wow. And I thought he was receptive to this, and he just took off. And it was kind of disturbing. And I was like discouraged. And then about two minutes later, he's yelling at me, Mister, Mister, get over here, get over here. What, what, what's wrong? I'm thinking, like, his house is on fire or he's hurt or something. Everyone's like, this is my friend Ted or whatever. It's like, he needs to hear the gospel too. And as soon as I was praying with you, I feel like he, he needed to hear this. So I went out and got like, wow, that, that, that kid got it. 
Yeah. So. Wow, that's amazing. So those are my two stories. So. All right. What do you get for us? All right. So I think my one bad tale um, actually would not be something that's taking place here. It would actually have been in Oklahoma City. So okay. my freshman year, we're sitting there and we're going through this ghetto neighborhood. Um, and if there's one thing I can tell you about Oklahoma City is it's a really clean city, but you have your rougher parts. Okay. And we were in this really, really rough part of the neighborhood. I mean, these these buildings were like breaking at the foundations. It was it was sketchy as sketchy it could be. Like okay. I'm pretty sure if I opened up a, if I knocked on that door, I'm afraid that somebody's gonna just come out and shake me. So okay. we <laughs> so we go up to this door, me and my buddy named JD, and we, we knock on the door, and uh, this lady comes up, and I mean she's just in her birthday suit. And okay. I mean, like, like wow. she doesn't care either. Like, I mean, it's hanging. Me and JD had to, like, turn around and, like, hand the track to her. And we're sitting there trying to talk to her, echoing it. And I don't I don't know. I could probably hear her, like, laughing and giggling at this. And I'm like, how can you be giggling at this? So that, that's my one bad story. And I mean, it was, okay. it well, was weird. My one good story would probably be uh, a couple weeks ago. We're sitting there and we're trying to get out for this one fair event. And... I'm sitting here going downtown Line Avenue, which is where our church is located. Uh, I'm knocking on this house, and I mean, there's like country music blaring in the background, so clearly there's somebody home. And I knock on this door twice, and I don't think I knocked on it really too loud those first two times. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way this person's gonna show up. The music's playing too loud. So I put the track on the door, and I just keep walking, and something was just pricking at my heart, and it was the Holy Spirit. He was telling me to go back to the door. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, there's no way I'm going to open up the door. I mean, why Why would they open up the door? They're playing this music. So I go down to one house, knock on it, nobody answers, put the thing on the door. And as I'm walking away, I turn back, I hear the music's blaring, and it's actually turned down a little bit now. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way. There's, there's just no way. I go to the second house, I knock on the door, I put it on the door, and nobody responds. And I'm about ready to go to the next door, and I stop dead in my tracks, because it's like, I can't keep going, because I know there's somebody there. So I turn right around, I go marching back up the door, and knock on a little louder this time around, and there's no response. And I'm sitting there, and the first thing that came to my mind is, I'm an idiot, why did I come back? As I turn around to walk away from the door, the door opens up. And I'm sitting there having this conversation with this guy, and you know, we start talking, and we actually yeah. ended up exchanging numbers, and he said, yeah, I'll show up. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking, if glory spirit just pricks you to go to the door, just go. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest lesson I learned is if I know I need to go and do something, I need to just go and do it. Okay, so next story. Alright. And this is just top of the top of my head. Alright. This is the preaching story. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> I was preaching at the basement of this so this church we were at in Massachusetts. Um, still there. Uh, so the the church was pretty old. It was literally like eighteen hundreds. And uh, the building itself was. And literally, Thomas Edison himself did the electrical wiring. Wow. Um, because Brockton, Massachusetts was kind of, at least according to the story I heard, um, because it was one of the cities that he was testing out for an electrical creator or something like that. So anyway, this is an old building, and eventually we actually had to tear down the actual sanctuary because it was just too old. and it was just So for a while, we were meeting in the basement of the church. It was actually a lot easier to cool down during the summer, uh, put air conditioning in, things like that. So I was preaching in a Wednesday night service. The pastor decided that he was going to stay home. He was feeling a little under the weather. I was preaching anyway, and so he decided to take some time off, and that was good with me, especially since I got to preach. But I'll never forget, I'm preaching, I've got my Bible open, I'm going, and so 
how we had the, the church situated, I was in the back, and in the far back of the auditorium were steps leading up to what used to be the sanctuary. Or the upstairs, anyway. And so down this stairway came a bat. <laughs> a bat, like a real bat, like Batman bat. Oh, okay. And I could see it, it was literally eye level with me. And it just swooped down across the congregation and came right at me. And I'll tell you, I I don't know if I kept my testimony that day, but I'm sure there are people who are still laughing at the sight of me with a trash bag and a broom <laughs> trying to run after this bat. Um, and I was just a young guy at the time, and you know I was trying to kind of prove myself the pastor wasn't there, and I, I just as good as he is. And like, oh man, that, oh, you got bested by a bat. I was bested by a bat. And so, yeah. That is hilarious to me. So then I can also tell stories about times I showed up, <laughs> forgot my notes, or <laughs> once for having forgot my Bible uh, before I was supposed to preach. <laughs> so <laughs> That was fun. Um, so this is a story that my pastor has always told us. Okay. Uh, he was preaching one time. Um, obviously at Victory Baptist Church. And, uh, he's preaching and he's holding up this word and he's preaching about the Bible. Like, you know, like yeah. we'd have reverence for it. And halfway through the sermon, he's sitting there swinging his Bible around and he accidentally lets go. And you <laughs> just hear this loud thud hit the door in the back. Just boom! Ooh. And apparently, his face was pale as a ghost. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know what would happen if I... When I was a kid, I used to have... I don't know why. But as I was sitting in the sermon, first off, I remember it was New England Baptist Church. I was sitting in the, um, what I refer to as the Holy Pew. Oh. It was the third pew back from the front. And we sat on the right side because, of course, we would go to the left. Because we and this is, of course, in the Holy Land, right? Massachusetts, right? Yes, in, in the Holy Land, okay. God's country. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my pastor preached. And, and there was sometimes, I'll admit, you know, I started daydreaming. And I had this constant fantasy when I was a child that there would be somebody, some some bad guy, some intruder who'd break into the church, pull out a gun, you know, because we're being persecuted for the faith or whatever, and he'd try to shoot the pastor, and I'd always block the bullet with my Bible. Um, because being a good Baptist, I always have to stick the Bible. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that just randomly came to mind, but it just did. Um, it never happened in real life. Thank God for that. Yeah, not even close. Um, I will say it, <laughs> at Morningstar Baptist Church in Rockford, we never had a bad guy. Never. We did have a drunk guy come in. Um, and he was trying to hit on one of the wives. And I was part of the... We had actually just moved into more of an inner city area. Oh, okay. And uh, I was actually part of the security team. By the way, if your church has a security team and it's led by me, you should not feel safe at that church. <laughs> if you see a guy like me um, with an orange vest uh, in charge of your protection, you should just go somewhere else. Either that or you have more faith uh, than anybody else I've met. So, you have more faith than an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had to, I, I, I took this guy out and... Um, we sat outside the auditorium on a, on a stairs, and 
eventually he had me on the phone with his social what because uh, apparently see, I was homeless as well and he he had me on the phone with his social worker trying to figure out what I, it was just kind of the weirdest thing um weirdest experience in ministry yeah so you'll have plenty of those to speak of as you uh, grow in the faith. All right, your turn. What give me a, give me a weird tale? All right, so weird tale. Well, I don't have a weird tale, but if we're gonna go back to Bible stories, I'll never forget okay. one time we had a uh, we have Brother Braille, and he's like an illusionist, and like you know he does like okay. tricks and everything. I'll never forget he handed me a card with a verse on it, and I'm sitting there as I'm shred- he tells me just to shred this up. And I have, like, the fear for my life. Like, I'm shredding up the Bible here. I'm writing Yeah. Up. So, like, I'm going to get, like, struck by lightning. I'll never forget. I said out loud, don't strike me down, Lord. He yeah. told me to do it. And, I mean, I'm probably, like, eight, nine years old doing this stuff. And I'll never forget just how amazed I was when he pulled out the exact same card. And, of course, obviously, like, you know, it's an illusion. So, he, he right. clearly had some trick up his sleeve. I just thing. missed our turn. But that's okay. Anyway. Hey, that means that we get to continue on with yeah. this. But, you know, that's just, that was probably one of the weirder, funnier ministry things that I remember seeing. Um, weird tales. Weird okay, tales. so, next question. All right. Go back to high school. All right. Let's, what's one of the weirder things that happened in our class that you remember? Um, that's safe for, for radio podcast. That um, won't get me fired. <laughs> that won't get you fired. Uh, well, there was the one time I charged at Zach. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he dropped you like nothing. <laughs> well, I'm built like I'm built like toothpick here, like you know. He's built like oh, I'll say it this way: I'm built like drywall, and he's built like a brick wall. Yes. You threw a drywall on a brick wall, it's just gonna like shatter in pieces. And I mean, this is probably like my freshman year. I don't know what we were thinking was gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Zach's a, a pretty tough guy. Yeah, and you're not. Yeah, no, no offense. Was that before class? Yeah, that was before class. Yeah, yeah. so that was like in the middle of class, you decided to get up. Uh, no, somebody had like, somebody was telling me just to, like, we were, they were trying to convince me to do it. And like, I was sitting there telling everybody, we know what's going to happen, and I'm going to get dropped. Yeah. And lo and behold, I spoke truth. Right. See, my memory of you, my number one memory of you high school, um, it was after chapel. So back in the day, we had chapel, and then we had lunch after. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting in my classroom at my desk. The guest speaker was sitting in my classroom across from me. We were talking, and you barged in. And you started talking about a particular sin problem that you were dealing with at the time. Yep. And you were very open about it. Yep. And all I could think is, you know, there's a guy sitting right here. Um, but I think that started our mentor mentoring relationship. Yeah, relationship right there. Um, but that was, a, I just remember, kids got some guts. <laughs> um, it's one thing just to talk to Mr. Thompson, can I, because, I, you know, I've had kids do that, you know, they come in during lunchtime or something, and they're looking around like, hey, I want to talk about this particular problem, this particular sin I'm struggling with. Um, but you just keep in bold, almost like, I almost like you kicked open the door. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, I think, my number one memory but because of that, I mean, you gave a testimony about that in your senior year. Yeah. And that's when I had several other people with the same issue coming in to talk about, you know, they didn't kick my door down to do it. 
Am I the only one that's kicked your door down? <laughs> yeah, well, especially since uh, now we have better locks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, thanks to school shootings. Yeah. But that was that was like the weird transition in my life. Hmm. You know, because I I look back and you know, thinking about like you know I went because I originally was at like a Lutheran school, you know. Yeah. And, you know, being a Baptist and a Lutheran, you already, like, stand out, you know? Right. So, I mean, I'm getting two conflicting, like, two conflicting doctrines being taught at me here, and I'm just, like, a very confused child. The correct one and then the Lutheran. Yeah, the Lutheran one. <laughs> uh, we just had a whole bunch of Lutherans turn this off. Yeah, I know. Actually, I wonder, if the, do, I, do I have any Lutherans? <laughs> I'm just, I'm really hitting the Lutherans today. Like, you know, we you had just, Lutherans on the podcast before. Yeah. Thanks to you, Paul, I never get them again. <laughs> you were talking about banning Lutherans from your college just a little bit ago yeah. in the other podcast. Yeah. Why do you hate Lutherans? I don't know why it was with me in Lutheran stage. Usually it's the Catholics I'm targeting. I don't know. Maybe I feel like maybe I feel like I need to give them a break. So why are, why are you targeting all these people? Why are you just so I'm hateful? And so hateful? Yeah. You're not very tolerant. Yeah, I'm not very tolerant. Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, I actually have close friends that are Catholics. Okay. Well, I'm just surprised you have close friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big thing. Yeah. No, I, I have a lot of friends in like a lot of different denominations. Yeah. Especially around here, you know, and I feel like I feel like I can pick on them a little bit because of that, you know? Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Well and I'll pick on you for being a fundamentalist too, so I, I had a guy that worked at me that he I'm the first Baptist he ever met and he'll poke yeah. fun at me all day long. So it's like, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so there's like that. So like I was really just like confused in life, like especially because I got saved at the age of eight and I was still attending a Lutheran school. So yeah. like my my doctrine on salvation was very very tilted, and you know, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why I led my freshman year with I need to get this right myself. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So out of curiosity, do you remember what synod your church was in? Wait, what? Uh, for synod. Lutheran? Yeah. Uh, like Missouri I, Synod or Wisconsin Synod. I think it was the Wisconsin. Okay, so they're usually pretty liberal. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there was that. Um, then, of course, after being like but very confused with doctrine, throwing me into a public school was, you know, probably not the best idea. Because, mm-hmm. you know, now you're putting me with people that are worldly with confused doctrine. That's just bound to cause problems. Right. So I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, and, you know, going into high school, I start hanging out with the wrong crowd cursing like a drunken sailor, you know, pornography is the one thing that area in my life. So my my freshman year was the weird transition for me because I was actually starting to get the sound doctrine that I needed. Yeah. Uh, not saying that I wasn't getting it originally, but you know, now I'm starting to actually have an understanding on things and, I, and things are starting to be grasped a little bit better. So I'm going to back up for a second. I'm, I'm curious how, how you wound up then at Victory Baptist. So you were at Lutheran school, a Lutheran church. Yeah. And then you wind how, how did you wind up at Victory Baptist? So I've actually been at Victory Baptist pretty much almost my entire life since I was like five years old. Okay. Um, but we didn't Rock County Christian School was very expensive. Yes. So we couldn't afford for me just to continue my schooling there. Okay. St. Paul's had actually I think they either made us an offer or like the pay grade was a lot less for okay. my tuition there. So they sent me there. And that's where I got like the chapel messages from there. Um, okay, so you were at Victory Baptist. Yeah, so I went to a Lutheran school. Yeah, so it's like okay. So like the conflicting there. Yeah. So like, like I said, I'm getting the sound doctrine, 
but topping it and everything else, plus being at a young age, nothing right. really made sense to me. So the transition from my freshman and sophomore year was, hey, I realize now I can't do it on my own. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'll never forget the public speak or the chapel speaker. We had Michael Powers there. Yes. That was and he preached on sin. I mean he hit it home for right. me. So like there was that and I was like, I'm saved. I'm just really backslidden. So Michael Powers is yet to be on this podcast, even though he's been invited. Uh, but someday he's going to get right with God <laughs> and come on this podcast. Speaking about getting right with God, um, here's the thing that some people don't know about you. That, you know, I don't know if you could be considered a Baptist while you drive a Prius. I don't understand what being a Prius... Prius... A Prius is like a car for hippies. This is true. And a car for the ecologically minded. Not a good Baptist. So I, I don't know what's going to happen when you drive onto campus at Heartland Baptist Bible College. Uh, we may have to put like a sticker over the Prius symbol or something. Um, maybe like a KJV Bible sticker or something. Yeah, um, so people won't notice. You know what's <laughs> It's funny, you know, like, you associate so many certain things. Yeah. I've actually had to tell people, look, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Yep. <laughs> I know I have the black tie and everything, but I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Right. So now i got to tell people, I'm not a hippie. Yep. Yeah. I know I drive a Prius, but I'm not a hippie. All right. So we're going to we're gonna conclude there um, because we arrived at a location, and we're in about 20 minutes. And so I don't know if this, is, if this recording will ever see the light of day. Um, I don't know. But we'll cause, see. Because, you know, if you want to keep your... Uh, uh, Lutheran viewers on here. <laughs> no, not viewers. Oh, my bad. We're not looking at anything. This is a podcast. No, my bad, my bad. This you're... is all audio. Yeah, you're right, my bad. So our Lutheran listeners, yes. which has a better ring to it, Lutheran yeah. listeners. But anyway, all right, uh, as for recommended resources, um, I really have no idea. Uh, there's nothing that we really talked about that. Um, but I'll tell you... Um, the book I'm going through oh my son Leroy is calling me um the book I'm going through right now is I believe it's Deep and Lowly uh by Gavin Ortland. I guess we'll just throw that out there alright we can also throw out The Soul Winner's Fire you know a book I already recommended but. yeah throw it out completely um no just kidding alright anyway we're not book burners <laughs> So we're not Nazis and we're not hippies, just to be clear. Um, and apparently we're not Lutheran either. So anyway, so um, join us back next week. Uh, don't forget Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. All right, so until next week, have a good rest of your week. Oh, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Okay. Should we also throw out there that no uh, trees and Lutherans were harmed in the making of this video? Or uh, audio? You can't keep audio straight. That is true. Okay, anyway, all right. <laughs> See you.